Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. All right, as I stated, bringing you a race recap. That's right. And if you guys follow along with this podcast, y'all know that that's a good thing because I didn't know whether I would be racing this weekend, this past weekend or not. Because if you go back and listen a couple episodes where I do my Crockett uh, stage race recap, y'all know that I was having some issues with uh, with my wheel, with my rear wheel, and so uh, I needed to get that sorted, obviously, before I was able to you know go do this race this past weekend. Um, spent uh, the majority of the week. Man, indoor training, y'all, like they're really, so let me get off on this and let me get on something else for a second here. There is no excuse for not training these days. Um, I mean, indoor, like, you know, my smart trainer, throw on Zwift, you don't miss a beat. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. So, you know, you can't ride outside. I mean, great. Like you, you can ride inside, right? Um, and, and do anything you want, really. Uh, the sky's a limit. So, you know, the days of, oh man, the weather's not good outside or, oh man, I've got, you know, this mechanical issue. My bike ain't working, um, to a certain extent, like those days are gone. So, but anyhow, another thing that I want to talk about before I get into the race recap is industry nine. I've got industry nine hubs. I can't remember whether I said this in the Crockett stage race recap or not, but those people are absolute gold. A guy named Ricky out there um, just sent me everything that I needed, uh, given you know the 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 symptoms that I was telling him about my wheel. Threw all that stuff on there. Wheel works, uh, you know, and I was able to race. So let's talk about the race specifically. All right. I was, so here's the deal, the VeloFest 360 guy, this guy named Joel doing a great job, just almost single-handedly bringing road racing back to Texas, uh, finding these absolutely amazing courses. I mean, the best road race courses that I've done, uh, minus, I'm going to have to say Jacob's Well out in Wimberley, that was a beautiful, awesome race course. That one and pretty much all the ones that Joel has put on here with VeloFest 360, the most amazing courses that I've done, they're like in these really small towns in Texas, which is really cool because because you don't know those places exist and it's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, while I'm driving, again, I'm getting off on a lot of tangents today. Pardon me, I'm really tired, uh, but I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Like really, really neat. Uh, I drove out there by myself and, you know, you just drive out there and you, you get... Um, an appreciation for the fact that like there's other people on this earth and here's how they live their lives. And one way of living your life is not better than another. They live in these small towns, these simple homes, right? Um, you know, they, they, they work cattle or, you know, they work, uh, agriculture or whatever. And it's just so cool to just, at least in my opinion, to just be exposed to that and, and, and see, those parts of Texas that I wouldn't normally see, right? Uh, so anyhow, I was planning on, he had an Omnium weekend. Here, this guy's a savage, this guy, Joel. Here was his Omnium weekend. You ready for this? Okay, remember, um, it's May, right? Uh, and if you keep up on Texas or if you live here, like it's starting to get kind of warm out here. All right, so here we go. Saturday, uh, he had scheduled a 
84 mile road race for 12:15 for a 12:15 start. Okay, and then Sunday, uh, he scheduled uh, a time trial to start at nine o'clock, a 20 kilometer time trial, so like 12 miles roughly. And then at 12:15, he scheduled a road race start that was going to be 88 miles. Like that was going to be the weekend. Those were going to be the three events that uh, that were going to you know uh, transpire. And then it was going to be an omnium. We we're going to run an omnium on that. Now, uh, my coach and I, we decided, because the thing is, the race was three and a half hours of a drive away for me. Uh, and again, Joel was like, man, you, you came from pretty far down here, man. Thanks for coming out. And it's like, I said, it, it's a bike race. So yeah, I mean, I had to drive a little ways, but it's a bike race. And if there's a bike race, I want to go to it. Now, um, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Racing is back, y'all. I mean, this guy's having events happening almost every weekend. He's throwing them out there. He's putting them on. And where is everybody? Like, what's up with the participation? I I don't understand how people are not coming out. You know, when the pandemic started, everyone was talking about being indoors. Everyone was talking about having to ride Zwift. Everyone was talking about all these things. And now racing is back. Like, let's do it, right? Let's get out there. Let's race. Um, So anyhow... You know, because the, because it was so far away, we decided I'm going to race on Saturday and then I'm going to do the time trial on Sunday and then I'm going to pack up and I'm going to get back home to be with my family uh, and just not do the entire weekend. Well, it rained a lot last week as well. Uh, and what ended up happening was there was going to be like some torrential downpours and such out there to the point where Saturday was going to be uh, a... Very interesting day if we would have raced. And so Joel kind of being a little bit more laid back, like being able to just kind of do what he does and not be, you know, um, you know, because there's not really flyers. Like I think that it runs different than a standard road race where he can, because it's a Grand Fondo, I think he has more room to pivot. So he just canceled it. He just, he just said, look, we're not going to race on Saturday. Uh, I'm just going to move it to the next Saturday. We're still going to do Sunday because the weather's nice for Sunday. So what I ended up deciding to do was to race all day Sunday. So I I decided to race the time trial in the morning, 20 kilometers, and then the road race, uh, 88 miles in the afternoon. And so here we go. Here's where it gets fun. So, uh, I took off Saturday. I decided to leave a little bit earlier because I didn't want to drive in the rain that was forecast. So thankfully the drive went pretty well. Uh, I drove, in rain for probably about an hour. Uh, and some of it was pretty, pretty crazy, pretty heavy downpour, but I got to the, got to the hotel. I'm good to go settled in all that good stuff. Now, uh, waiting, waiting, waiting for time trial start list. Um, waited until Sunday morning, actually to, to actually see what had happened. And what had happened was he decided not to start the first rider at nine, but to start the first rider at 10. Now, my start time for the time trial was at 10.19 officially. The road race was still scheduled to start at 12.15. Now, the time trial took me about 28 minutes. So do the math. I finished just shy of 11 and I had to line up for a road race at 12.15. And I knew this was going to happen, by the way. And I just to, I'm proud of myself. I, I think I need to say this. Like, I knew that window was going to be short. 
So I'm, I'm proud of myself. I did a really good job of just making sure that like I had everything ready to go so that I made the transition from time trial to getting ready for a road race very, very quickly. So, you know, I bought chocolate milk to make sure that I had with me and I brought some food knowing that I would need to do that. Um, and I just had everything laid out so that I was able to kind of quickly just change, uh, you know, clothes and, and all that, uh, to be able to be, just give myself as much time to relax in between these two events as possible and not be frantically running around. Although there were a lot of things that, that did need to get done. Um, so let's go to the time trial. Um, like I said, 20K, 12 miles, 12.69 miles to be exact. And really awesome time trial. Um, like technical, but then had points where you were able to like open up the gas and just go full on. Um, really, really neat. Just be- really cool course. And so, uh, you know, you went from, you know, arrow position, just tucked in. You can just look at the, you know, I, I rode right on that yellow line. So you could just look at the yellow line and just follow that. Um, and then, and then you turn off of some of those main roads and you go into these little kind of farm roads and you're kind of turning and you're having to pay attention. Uh, you know, the pavement wasn't, wasn't the best in some points. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like I just, I I mean, I don't know how else to say this. I just, I really stuck it. Uh, I really, really just jammed, uh, yesterday in that time trial. I just, um, that the head was good. The legs were good. Uh, I was solid on my, you know, in my position, um, you know, came out, came out of the position, you know, my position on some of these turns, you know, like one of them had gravel in it, you know, like, so you had to pay attention and going into these turns, you couldn't necessarily bomb them, but, you know, stood up out of all those turns for a couple of pedal strokes, got right back in the time trial position, just really jammed it, uh, had a section that was, I think like two miles long or maybe a little bit longer than that, uh, of headwind to, to finish up and just really, uh, brought it home strong. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was just a good effort. I mean, really emptied the tank, really happy with the effort. Um, I, you know, I I think now, now talking through this with y'all, I think that one of the things that really benefited me was that the course was, was, uh, was technical and that I had to be paying attention all of the time. So I was very process oriented, right? Like I was very much so like, all right, you're in the position, but Hey, you're looking down, but you need to look up every once in a while. Cause what if there's, you know, you know, rough pavement coming up or, you know, whatever that happens to be. Um, and so I didn't really have a lot of moments where I, where I checked out. I didn't have a lot of those moments. Like I talked about at Crockett where it was like, all of a sudden I just drifted off and I just let off the gas. Um, I was just consistently just full on for this one. And, um, you know, happy to report it was good enough for the fastest time of the day. Um, so, and I, I kind of, I kind of felt that it was probably going to be good enough just cause I felt like I was just flying. Um, and so there you have it. Right. But it was, uh, you know, no time for celebration or anything like that. It was like, all right, you cross the line and you've got to get ready for a road race. And so, you know, switching my pedals for my TT bike, to my road bike, putting my TT bike in the car, taking those wheels off, putting them in wheel bags. Um, you know, you name it, like, uh, the bottles were, my bottles were already made for the road race. So that was already, you know, ready to go. But like I had to change just little things that have to happen. Uh, and, and you don't really think about it, but they eat away at time. And, uh, before we know it, we're like, we're all right. It's, it's road race time. 
you know, and, uh, you know, the legs, obviously I, I, I dumped it. Like it was a full effort. Like I didn't hold anything back in that time trial. And so, you know, the big question mark was how are my legs going to feel starting this road race? And I'm just going to tell you, like, I, um, I was up for the challenge of what Joel threw at us, but at the same time, I just knew this was going to be a it was going to be a hard day. I just knew that it was going to be a difficult day. Um, you know, and I, and I didn't know what to expect. Uh, the time trial was optional. So there were some guys that did not do the time trial that showed up to do the road race. Um, so we get on the, you know, start line and, um, we realized that, uh, the field, our field was going to be very, very small. Um, and so we started talking about, did we want to combine with the masters guys, to make it just a little bit bigger of a field, uh, the wind had picked up substantially. So like wind was definitely a factor, uh, going to be a factor in the, in the road race. Uh, but the only thing was the masters guys were going to do three laps for a total of like 68 or 69 miles. And we were going to do four laps for a total of 88 miles. And so what we came up with was the compromise of, we can all start together and then we'll just kind of get out of their way when they do their sprint for their finish. And then the open guys, will just keep going for our extra lap and we'll just, you know, rate, you know, finish out the race. Um, the other thing we had to sort was, uh, so Joel's got this thing, you know, the VeloFest 360 guys got this thing where, uh, which really good solution to a problem because none of us had feeders out there. Uh, you stop, you know, you stop at a predetermined time. So on a certain lap, you, you stop and you get 30 seconds to dump bottles, get new ones, and everybody gets 30 seconds and then you go. So breakaway comes in, they get 30 seconds. You come in, you get 30, you know, the pack comes in, they get 30 seconds and then everybody, and it's fair because everybody gets the same amount of time to stop and everybody gets bottles. So everybody stays safe. Um, we decided we were going to stop on every single lap uh, because it was already warm. 12.15 start time. Uh, it was already, you know, close to 90 degrees. And so we're like, yeah, let, let's let's do that. Like, it's not going to hurt anybody. It'll be better that we make sure we've got enough fluids on board, um, you know, to race. And so we decided that. So off we went, all of us, uh, masters guys and open guys. And so we start racing. And again, the, the loop was part of the TT loop. Uh, and so just beautiful roads, like small roads, like turny, twisty, um, uh, uh, in my opinion, like, like a, like a heavy course, like a course that doesn't roll fast because on a lot of those roads, you've had heavy farm equipment coming through there. You've got big trucks coming through there. Uh, the roads are just beat up and they don't really get taken care of a whole lot. So the roads are kind of left for dead out there, uh, which makes for, um, you know, that adds an, a, a little bit more difficulty to, you know, what you're already trying to do. Uh, especially those of us that had done the time trial an hour and a half before. Uh, so anyhow, we start off and, uh, you know, there's some attacks, guys trying to kind of get away. Um, and, um, I got in one that looked promising, had two of the, you know, stronger guys in the open category with us. Uh, I believe we did even have a master's rider. So that looked like it was going to maybe be okay and maybe roll. So kind of committed to that a little bit. Uh, but it ended up, it ended up getting brought back. Uh, but with all this, you know, obviously I'm trying to conserve as much energy as possible. Uh, I did a really good job. So I'm going to go ahead and start on this one here, this trend. I did a really good job eating early. Now I said early. Okay. I'll continue. Um, so I did a good job just 
you know, I was like, you know what? I want to have at least a bottle a lap, if not a bottle and a quarter or a bottle and a half. I mean, we're going to stop every lap anyways. I got plenty of bottles in the cooler with ice. I started with an ice sock, by the way. Uh, I started with an ice sock and I had another ice sock in the cooler uh, ready to go because I knew this one would obviously melt in the span of 88 miles. Um, So, you know, just trying to conserve energy, but obviously not get left behind. Uh, So, you know, following anything that looks serious, but uh, but just just observing for, for the moment, but all the while paying attention and, you know, being in good position, but also noticing like the legs are actually the legs are actually good. Like the legs are actually okay. Like my legs um, felt like they were, they were good. They were good to do some work. Uh, So I was happy to, I was happy to notice that uh, because I was like, okay, cool. Like we can, let's, let's play ball, you know? Um, So anyhow, we're just kind of rolling and kind of things are, you know, kind of happening. Things are kind of not happening, uh, you know, pretty slow at times, a little bit quicker at times, but nothing really nothing really earth shattering, honestly going on. Um, and then at, at one moment, uh, a couple of the guys decided to, to, to make the race hard and decided to jump and, and go up a hill pretty hard. And, uh, like the, the race, like, you know, the, the race was kind of on a uh, crosswind section. And so, um, I'm on it, you know, and, you know, we get, we get to the point where they let up a little bit to kind of see what they had, you know, what had happened. Um, and everyone's just kind of, th- you know, thinking about the reset again, everybody kind of gets on. And, and that was obviously kind of what we were doing. Like there was, there was speeding up and then there was slowing down, you know, like the, like there typically is in road races, just people launching some, some attacks and then, you know, let's see what we got. And then if we don't have anything, we'll just chill. And then, you know, kind of, kind of do that, you know, over and over. Uh, and so it it got, you know, we, there was the, it was hard and I thought to myself, okay, it's hard, but, uh, like now would be a time I feel okay. Now would be a time where if I hit these guys, I bet that I've got a chance of getting the gap. And so sure enough, you know, that that's, that's what I did. Uh, I thought to myself, like, I feel good you know, I'm, I'm all right right now, or, or I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I feel like I'm more all right than the other guys. And so I did, I, I hit out and, uh, I got a gap and, you know, rolling with that. And then I turn around and there's a, there's a master's guy coming, uh, from one of the teams that they had a few guys. So they had the most guys in the master's field. And I thought to myself, this is, this is good. Uh, because in, in, in the open field, there were no guys that had teammates. So everybody's solo, right? So I knew the solo open riders were going to have to rotate through to come get me. But I knew that in the master's field, those guys were not going to pull through and help their teammates. So, or, or bring their teammate back. I'm sorry. So I look back, I see him. Uh, he bridges across to me and, um, we're riding and we were riding kind of like in a crosswind section. And so I, I told him, Hey, like ride within yourself right here. We were about to make a right turn onto a tailwind section. And, uh, and I told him we'll open it up there. Uh, and so we rode in that crosswind section for, I believe about half of a mile, uh, and then we made that turn. And once we made that turn, you know, I, I decided to lay it down a little bit more and, and go harder and try to really open this thing up. Um, and so 
We hit it hard in that tailwind section, um, good smooth pavement. So it was a really fast section. Um, and then we went back into the country roads. And so by the time we got into the country roads, you know, I looked over my shoulder and we, we had a, a significant gap one that was like, okay, we're, we're committed to this. Now we've got to, we've got to work. We've got to get to work here. Um, and so we did, um, you know, rotating through, doing all right. Um, and then he, you know, begins to tell me he's kind of on his limit right now. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of, he's kind of getting tired. Uh, and so I was just encouraging to him. Um, you know, I, I, I needed him, uh, there, like he takes 10 seconds of, uh, you know, of a pull and keeps me out of the wind so I can eat and drink and do that. Like I'm good with that. Um, and so I said, Hey, just keep, keep going. Let, let's keep working. You know, don't worry about it. Just give me what you got. Uh, so I let him sit on for, I let him sit on for a lot of it. Uh, but every once in a while I would just say, Hey, I I need you here. You know, give me, give me a little something, please. Uh, and so, you know, he would come around and, uh, and do a great job with that. And it was kind of what I needed. Uh, and then I'd come back through and then I'd get back to work. Um, you know, I, I, I felt good. I felt good. I think though that like looking back on my performance, when I was in that breakaway, that's when I started to forget about eating and drinking. That's when I wasn't as cognizant of the fluids that I was taking on and the, and the nutrition part of things. And I think that really came back to, to hurt me, uh, at the end that just really, I mean, I, it, 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 I fell apart. Um, Partly, probably because of that. Uh, but anyhow, we're rolling. We're going through. Again, I'm feeling good. I'm doing the majority of the work. It's it's okay. I'm fine with that uh, because I'm thinking to myself, um, you know, those guys have to come get us, you know. And uh, folks, oh man, it it was hot. Um, again, the, the pavement wasn't the best. So these climbs, like the, the little climbs that we did, they were just grinds, you know, uphill um, and, and slow and just getting beat up and tossed around and all that kind of stuff. We come into the second lap. So we're doing four. We come into the second lap and we stop for our little 30 second thing. And, uh, this guy, John, the meteor guy with me is like, you know, he's, he tells everybody there like, man, I'm cramping like crazy. Does anybody have any fluid? So he grabs a couple bottles and we get going again. Well, about the time we get going, uh, the, the chase comes in. And so I'm thinking to myself, man, we've, we've worked that hard and we've only got 30 seconds. Like this is nuts, but you know, whatever. So we get going again. And, um, you know, as soon as we get going, like I realize that, uh, or I notice that the gap really didn't look like 30 seconds, at least not from what I could tell. It looked like it was bigger than that. Uh, but you know, whatever, I just keep going. Um, and you know, we're riding. Now this guy, John, uh, he's got one more lap left. I've got two laps left. So I'm also starting to think about that. I'm starting to think about the fact that like, at some point, John's not going to be around anymore. And I'm going to have to do one lap, you know, by myself at the end of this thing. At the same time, the guys behind me, they're going to lose the master's guys. Cause they're all going to be done. So any master's guys that are pulling right now, they're not going to, you know, be with these guys on that last lap. So again, I'm, I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel ragged. I'm starting to feel tired. Uh, back is starting to get tight. Uh, my y'all, my arms were the ones that were giving me trouble and acting like they were about to cramp. Uh, don't ask me how that happened, but that's just, that's just what it was. Uh, so I'm riding and I'm, uh, 
you know, I'm doing, I'm doing my best. I'm still giving a good, honest effort. Um, and at, at one point we get back into that tailwind section or where we originally, where I originally decided to lay it down. Uh, so now we've been off the front for about a lap and, um, you know, I asked John to take a pull. He does. And he says, man, I'm sorry, man. Like he, he, we turned around and they were, they were kind of close. They had to kind of close the gap a little bit from what it seemed. And I just ignored him. I was like, man, we're, we're, we're racing here. Like, sorry about what, like, we're going to keep riding our bikes. And if they want to come get us, then, then they can, you know? Um, and so he, he gave a pull through and I said, man, that, that's all we need. That's all I need right there from you. Like you're doing good. Just, you know, get back in and he gets back in and then he says, man, I'm gonna have to let you go. <laughs> he says, uh, good luck. And so he just literally just sits up. And, uh, so now I'm by myself. Okay. Now I'm by myself with probably about a lap and a half to go. So about 30, 35 miles or so. And I'm riding and I'm hurting. And, but I look back and I'm in this towing section. So long, it was a long straightaway. And I look back and I don't see these guys. And I'm like, well, let me just, let me just keep riding. I mean, you know, um, just ride, empty it. I don't know. Like, are you going to cramp? Are you going to be able to finish? Like, you know, what, who cares? Just ride, you know, um, you're out here, you're in it, let's do it. Um, and so I'm riding and then I, uh, I turn around and I look and, uh, I see a white helmet and I think to myself, that's, that's one rider that doesn't look like a group anymore. So it doesn't look like a group was, was following anymore. It looks like it was just this one guy. And I'm thinking to myself, I know who's got a white helmet. Well, Evan does from Gateway. And I'm like, it could be Evan, but it could also be, you know, somebody else that's maybe fresher that has a white helmet on. Uh, there were a couple people that were there from out of town, I think. And I think they had white helmets on. I can't remember, you know, at this point I'm, I'm folks, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. Uh, and so I look and, uh, I mean, it, we, we were on a headwind section at this point going up some of these like pretty, pretty you know, heavy rollers and he's just kind of getting closer and he's just kind of getting closer and he's just kind of getting closer. And I'm just thinking to myself, what do I do here? You know, what's the play? Um, and I, I decided that, uh, I was going to let him catch on. So he does. And, uh, I, you know, he catches up. And he's like, man, this is like really hard. And I said, what's going on behind? And he says, well, everybody's on their own. Uh, we were chasing you guys coming out of that second lap. There were four of us or five of us. And, you know, one guy just literally decided not to keep going after the feed zone stop. Another guy turned around like a mile down the road. Uh, and then a little bit later, one of the guys in the open with me, Justin, he blew up, uh, and he said, so there's literally like onesies all over the road. Like guys are like literally riding by themselves, like single riders. And I said, okay. I said, so, um, you know, do you think we're going to be the only guys that do this fourth lap? And he said, it's possible. He goes, what we could do though, is we could just, you know, finish out this last lap and just tell Joel we're done. Uh, and then everyone else behind us could be done as well. And I said, you know, 
the results pretty much already been determined. Like no one's going to catch us. Like, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, battle it out for the win. So I was like, man, that that's good with me. I was like, you know, I don't have much fluid left, which I did, by the way, I did a terrible job eating and drinking. Let me stop here. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I've got to work on is, um, being mindful of the fact that I need to eat and drink. Number one, number two, training my body to actually be able to take on that much stuff because the amount of eating that I had to do to remain um, adequate because obviously we were still obviously producing a huge deficit uh, was nowhere near what I took in and it, and, and it, and it hurt me. Um, you know, so, but, but going back to this, like we just felt like doing that last lap was just going to kind of be unsafe and you know, what for type of a thing. Uh, so we decided we were going to finish on, on, at the end of this lap. And so we, we rode, uh, sometimes just side by side, literally just talking. Um, you know, it kind of wasn't that point we weren't necessarily like racing. Uh, we were trying to kind of survive and kind of help each other get to the finish of this thing. Um, and then we, uh, we had to make a right turn off of this road called Bruno. And we had from there, we had 1.8 miles to the finish and it was into a headwind and, um, coming out of that turn about 150 meters out of that turn, there was a uphill into the headwind, pretty, pretty good size roller. And I, I led us up that. And then when we came off of it, Evan attacked me probably with about a mile and a half to go. So he attacked me and here was the moment of truth. He went around and he got a gap, a a little gap. At this point, his attack wasn't like ferocious uh, because he was so tired. But then again, like my response to his attack wasn't going to be ferocious either because I was very tired as well. But what I didn't do or what I did do that I shouldn't have done was I hesitated. Um, for whatever reason, my mind went to the time trial and I said, well, uh, I put down a really good time trial this morning so I can just ride and just slowly bring him back. And I never did. I never did. I was too confident. I was overconfident that I would be able to do that. And I, and I was not able to do that when he attacked me, which he surprised me. He totally surprised me, but still my reaction should have been instant to get up and get on the pedals and to close that gap down, just to shut it down, just to get back up to his wheel. But I didn't do that. And so what we find ourselves in is literally a pursuit. He's up front, probably 10 meters ahead of me. And I'm behind. And he's riding at a certain speed. And I'm riding at a certain speed. And they're about the same because the gap isn't going out. It's not coming in either. And he's looking over his shoulder. And I'm riding. And he's looking over his shoulder. And I'm riding. He's trying to see if I'm coming back to him. And this just continues until we got to the last roller on the course. And then it was predominantly a downhill finish, uh, downhill to the finish. And that roller came with about 0.9 of a mile. Um, And so going up that, I 
told myself, this is going to be your last effort to try to catch him. Here we go. And I noticed that he's also beginning to give it the beans too. He's standing up on the pedals and he's going harder just to kind of, you know, twist the knife in me um, and call it good. And as we're going up that roller, um, I just, I just didn't have it to close that gap. Um, and he ended up opening on me, opening that gap on me in the last, you know, point point eight eight point nine miles or so. Uh, and he took, he took a pretty comfortable win. Um, and so looking at it from my end in the heat of the moment, I just didn't make a good decision. Um, could I have been able to grab his wheel? I don't know, but you know, um, what had me thinking a lot on the drive home was why not find out? So I'm just going to end with this, the mindset coach here, just going into it. What was, what was going on there in, in my mind during that moment? Self-preservation. Um, playing it safe, like not having to make that initial like jump to get on his wheel, which would have hurt a lot and just slowly bringing him back, which in my opinion, or, or at that moment, like I thought to myself would hurt less and just not making that decision, just not making the decision that makes more sense. Close the gap quickly versus close the gap slowly as you're running out of time because there's not that much racing left. And so, yeah, bad decision on my part and it cost me. Uh, I ended up rolling across the line for a second. Still a good result. Still had a really good ride. Still spent a lot of time off the front. Uh, happy with how the legs did coming off of that time trial. But I feel like I could have won that bike race and I feel like I let it get away. And as you guys all know, because I've said it on here several times, you know, you don't, you don't win often. And so when you have the opportunity to win, you've got to seize it with both hands. And, um, yeah, just a, just a mistake, a tactical error on my part. And I am totally owning it not to take anything away from Evan because Evan rode a great race. Evan came across that gap to me, uh, which was super impressive. Um, so yeah, just good, fun day of racing, um, great courses. Um, and, and then, and then all that to say this, I hope you're still listening. Cause you know, um, and then on the way home, I'm driving and I see some lights and I see a fireman pulled over and there's a, you know, I pass a car that had gone off the road and was, was turned over completely. So the car was on its roof. And the con some of the contents of the car were like were like on the on the road on the side of the road and all that. And um, there you go. It was just a bike race. It it was fun. I was fully invested. Uh, I did my I did my best. Uh, I made some mistakes. I did some things right. But well, it was just a bike race. And it's important at in the moment, but it's not the most important thing. And so, you know, I just was thinking about those people as I passed by, you know, I said a prayer hoping that they were okay. Um, because ultimately at the end of this all, it really is just a bike race. Not that we don't strive to do our absolute best because we should every single day, but 
we need to be able to move on. And so with that being said, I'm grateful for you guys that have stuck out and listened to this whole thing. For you guys that uh, listen to the podcast on a regular basis, thank you guys, all of you guys for your support. And uh, yeah, uh, the last thing that I'm going to say, holy cow, uh, Amp Human, PR Lotion. Folks, if you don't know or if you've never used this stuff, I'm telling you, I had an hour and a half and that's being generous between my time trial and my road race. I used PR lotion that morning. I put it on before that time trial and then I put it on before that road race and it worked. It did what it was supposed to do and helped me come back around and help me have a good performance on the road. Um, so anyhow, uh, check them out. I'm going to leave the affiliate link in the show notes uh, and then I'm going to leave you a code to get an additional 20% off. Y'all check it out. Get you some. I promise you will not be disappointed. I haven't had one person that's tried it tell me they won't try it again or they won't buy some on their own or what have you. All right, folks. Hey, I know this has been a long one, but I hope there's some good stuff in there that you got. I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love to hear any feedback you guys have. I'm gonna let you guys go. I hope your week is off to a fantastic start. Until next time.